right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Stories of Selling Human podcast. I'm your host, Alex Smith. I started this podcast because I believe everyone in the world will someday be faced with a situation, it could be business, could be personal, that requires you to create change. I think we all want to be heard, seen, and understood. The people who get our attention and convince, persuade, or influence us aren't just salespeople. There are great humans throughout all walks of life that we're drawn to. I'm going to share their stories here so we can tap into what makes us human, practice our human skills, and ultimately, we'll all be better at selling by being human. All right, gang. So um, before we get into the interview, I'm so, so excited to have this person on. She is uh, just someone I, I adore being around, um, you know, a close, close friend. Um, you know, she uh, has been in retail her entire career. She has um, been a manager at a Joseph A. Bank uh, in Philadelphia, one of the highest grossing stores of Joseph A. Bank at the time. Um, she's been a uh, general manager at Lacoste. Um, she's also worked as an area manager at Calypso St. Barth, so she knows the retail game in and out. Um, she is a true leader. Um, she's currently uh, the GM at an awesome, awesome inn and restaurant called Cedar Crossing Inn and Restaurant and Bar in Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin. It literally, gang, if you don't know, Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin <laughs> is a is a Hallmark card. Um, it uh, is. It, it, it is. is a beautiful Hallmark card. Um, and when she's not doing that, she's just a powerful, beautiful, strong, incredibly awesome human being. And she likes to wear shirts with a throwback Charles Barkley uh, eating, <laughs> Charles Barkley eating pizza uh, from a pizza box. Please welcome none other than Reagan Moker to the podcast. Oh, thanks, welcome, Alex. Reagan. You are the Dr. Dre to my Snoop Dogg, so I'm so happy to be here with you. <laughs> and, and literally, um, you know, I, there was a time where we both got on stage, uh, myself and Reagan, and just lit the stage on fire with a rendition of Ain't Nothing But a G Thing. So I mean, this, is, this is my partner in crime in karaoke. Um, man, so much to talk about, Reagan. I, I, I like people, whenever I meet somebody, this podcast is about selling by being human. I think everybody does it. We all have those people in our lives that uh, we buy into and just kind of get to know us a little bit more and kind of ask a few more questions. They're curious about us and they're just um, super, super interesting. So that's why I wanted to bring you on. And, um, you know, so we'll get into a lot about Reagan's background and what she's dealing with. And for, for fair warning, if uh, you know you are emotional, maybe you'll 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 tug on your shirt, uh, or if you have a Kleenex, maybe you'll have that ready. I don't know if we'll get into it, but in all honesty, though, thank you, Reagan, for being on. My first question for you, Reagan, is just: It is October fifteenth, twenty twenty. How are you feeling today? You know, I'm feeling. Um... I'm going to go with the word a little anxious, a little unsettled. We're going, we're in Wisconsin, right? So it is um, chilly and <laughs> we're dealing with a pandemic. Like you said, I have an in restaurant and bar. So uh, we have been affected in every possible way in every possible avenue. And it's getting into that season where everybody goes indoors. So we're trying to rethink things and just, you know, there's a lot of moving pieces to that, but um 
personally, I feel pretty good. It's sunny out. That always helps. New gray days. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at today. Thank you for asking, Alex. How are you today, Alex? I, I love it. Um, you, you, well, I had to ask you because you, you, you asked me like, um, you know, over the weekend. So I, I you know, fair warning. I, a couple of weeks ago, I visited Reagan. I, uh, know Reagan because, uh, yeah, my, my, uh, wife, uh, her cousin, um, a great friend of mine, um, was, uh, is Reagan's best friend. And so we know each other. We've been friends for a long, long time and we've hung out and, she, and Reagan asked me that question, uh, over the weekend and made me really think, cause I've been through a lot this year. Um, and I love yes, it. Yes, you have Alex. And you've <laughs> done it with a smile on your face and you've truly brought joy to other people. And when you have heartache, that you've gone through like it's really nice when you can come out the other side and kind of spread some joy and love so appreciate totally. you totally appreciate you too um <clears throat> so i am interested in just kind of like the things you do um just with um i mean you're you're deep you're you you i think throughout your career and just at what i've you know seen from you is you know you're really uh able to um, you know, make people kind of connect with you, even people that might not necessarily be in the, you know, the best frame of mind, or they're, they're they might feel feeling anxious, I'm, I'm feeling anxious. Um, and, um, you know, you people relate to you. Um, just kind of curious, like, um, if you were to kind of, you know, kind of look at yourself in terms of kind of like soft skills and human skills, like, what would you uh, put up there and, and rate as so, something you feel like you're I'm not gonna pretty... go like too detailed in this one but okay. I um biologically I'm an only child my parents got divorced when okay. I was six months old both okay. remarried by the time I was five okay. right so bam five I have four parents <laughs> lots of grandparents lots of aunts lots of uncles and when you're a kid and you walk into a room yeah you know usually you just go to your mom or go to your dad or whatever like I had a room full of people that all wanted to get to know me on four different sides. So I think at a very young age, I learned how to kind of read the room. Um, mm. And I think that that has truly carried over um, in so many aspects of my life, like just every day, like, you know, you can tell who wants to talk and who doesn't, you can tell who's not in the best frame of mind and who mm. is. And um, so I think it just kind of started for me, like, I just started to become aware. And my mother, especially was very conscious of telling me to be considerate of other people's feelings and kind of what they're dealing with and what they might be going through. And, you know, I personally am a stage four um, breast cancer patient. So I don't look sick. I have hair. I have, you know, kind of a normal body type. I'm not um, depleted of my nutrients and what people typically think of when it comes to cancer. So I think you know, a lot of times we are so focused in our own heads and we don't realize what other people are going through. So I really try to carry that with me um, for a lot of things that I do. So, you know, just everyone's dealing with something, <laughs> especially right now, right? Oh, the pandemic don't help. <laughs> um, I totally hear you, uh, Reagan, man. You are, I, I've told you this before, the strongest person I know in so many ways. And I, you know, when you, um, you know, I know so many people that, you know, would hear that and go, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I, I can't even imagine what you're going through. Like, 
what do you think is the best, like, so you've seen this from a side, I don't know um, yeah. if you've known people with cancer, debilitating illnesses before you had this, but how has that, this experience maybe changed your perspective of how to maybe kind of connect with others and, and try to get, um, you know, into um, others' feelings um, based on what you know? What do you want people to kind of say, how do you want people to approach you when you you say so something like I that. I like to say that I'm still a human being, right? I right. just have a touch of cancer. Like <laughs> some people have a touch of diabetes. Some people have a touch of, you know, there's many things that you can have. Um, some people have a touch of like crazy, like you just, you, you know, like there's things, right? So um, I think for me, a, a phrase that I have um, kept close to my heart through this pandemic is kind of lead with love. So I, that's how I would answer that. Like, I, I just like for people to lead with love. Like you just, again, you don't know what's going on in their life. You don't know what's going on in their day. Um, so like a genuine compliment to somebody, um, I say genuine, that's like the most important part. Right. Um, but just, I, I guess just really trying to like break it down and get back to basics. And we get really caught up in the, you know, huge stuff going on, it's like, how are you? How's your day? How do you feel? Like, how's your heart? Are you happy? Like, instead of the first thing when you pick up the phone with your friend is like, oh, how's work? Like, are you happy? Like, yeah. and maybe the answer is yeah. no, maybe the answer is yes, but it gives people pause to kind of stop and like, be like, oh, wait, like what is important? And, you know, just, you can have those interactions with friends or strangers. And I really feel like sometimes shock and awe gets people, you know, too, if you, you know, there's, I used to sell men clothing, right? So I would deal with like the couples that came in and the wife who was probably not thrilled that I was a 20 year old helping her husband pick up a suit, fit it with a tail, like my tailor's chalk and all the things, but like, you get to know that person too. Like she's there to help her husband. And once a lot of people knew that they were in good hands, they were like, oh, you got this. I can leave and I'm going to go shop the rest of the time. So it's like, not always necessarily that customer either that you're spending your time and focusing on. It's like the whole experience. Mm. And, you know, nobody wants to feel ignored when they walk into a store. And I worked at Calypso and that was all women's and like, we would have guys come in and I'm like, oh, this is the worst, right? And like <laughs> flip the screen around and put some like football on or whatever you can do to like make somebody's, you know, experience a little bit better because they're there as a couple. You might as well talk to both people. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you know, there's so much um, empathy right there. I mean, I think like a lot of people don't think, uh, they think about kind of like, um, yeah, just the person in front of them, but the person in front of them is the person around all of them, uh, you know, all, all of their interactions really. So, you know, when, you, when you're asking questions like that, like, you know, just, are you happy and things like that, that's not like, you know, it, it doesn't, come off as a judgy place it's like out of like I think that when you say the word genuine it's like I I actually want to know and and I'm going to make the time for you to tell me and to dig in deeper because a lot of people just ask how are you oh fine and move on yeah. but you said something like you can do it with casual strangers I know there's people listening right now they're like Reagan I I, I hear you like man she has can't maybe she you know she can say something like that and then she can connect because she has this like, you know, life altering experience. But what if I don't, you know, how, 
how have you been able to, I'm sure you don't meet people, total strangers and go right into, or maybe you do touch a cancer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what do you think like somebody that doesn't have something like that um, can do um, in, you know, I'll be honest, Alex, we've all watched movies that have brought us to tears, right? We've all experienced those um, sad situations, um, maybe not through ourselves and our own experience, but mm. you know, you read a book and yeah. there's a character who is dealing with some heavy stuff. Um, I think that, you know, you can just kind of put yourself in their shoes and you don't have to like take it on. And like, I'm a big proponent of like not dealing with other people's stresses. Um, because I think that sometimes we worry so much about theirs that we like take it on as our own and that's not healthy either. But I just think that you can kind of put yourself in that position of like you know if and I've meditated a lot there's a lot of things that I've done to like get my place um in my head to kind of be more um just stable that way but you know you can walk up to anybody and like have any conversation like what do you have to lose like if you're being nice I think what happens is most people who are approached are used to like a fight or um like I dealt with returns that were like all the time people would walk in like ready to fight me about a return and I'm like hi, how are you? Like, do you want to like get like hello in before you want to fight me about this return that's two years old and you decided to bring it in on a snow day? Like, it's just, you know, kind of back to basics. Like we're both humans. Let's like greet each other, say hello, and then we can do what we need to do. So I just think you can put your mind in different places. And I think we also don't spend enough time, um, and this is my personal opinion, I don't want to be judgy, but I don't think we spend enough time like with the human interaction. I think, you know, we look down on our phones and, you know, we just kind of have gotten to get back to those basics. You and I grew up prior to cell phones, right? So like we had to interact um, (laughs) in a different level. Like we had to be somewhere when our parents told us to be there to pick us up. Like it's life is different life's changed but it's kind of nice to drop the phones and have a conversation i agree i love having this one with you um were you always this way i mean you said you were at a a very young age you were able to read the room um Mm -hmm. and i've had um you know, you, you mentioned my, my dad, you know, I, I've had my father told me literally almost a year ago uh, this month that he had leukemia and it shook me. I've never known anybody. I mean, I think you were the first person I've ever really been closest to, to know that it's been dealt with uh, that hand in life and, you know, completely fine. And, you know, and, and just this journey happened. And he, he said a lot of times throughout this journey, man, this experience has changed me. And he said, I, I don't know how or why, but like, I see the love of like, you know, when you, when things like that happen, all of a sudden your whole tribe comes around you. He had 90 people or something and visit him in the hospital and, and um, you know, he, to who he was as a human. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he said, you know, people like, you know, were you know, holding, when we held his hand, people talked to him. He, he got to a chance to, you know, see people. He didn't realize how many people loved him in his life. You know, you, you don't sit back and really think about it because, you know, we communicate on Facebook, we communicate on text and we have a network of people, but we don't realize just how much, how, how much those people care about us. So, so I, I'm curious, like, was, did you, um, you know, yeah. How was this experience? I got to ask you, like having this for as long, I don't know, you've had, ha- 
12 years. How, 12 years. 12 years. Yeah. Um, how, how and I was 29, 29 when I was diagnosed. So I was pretty young, you know, I feel like at that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're still young. We're all and young. I'll, yeah, I mean, listen, <laughs> you're as young as you feel. <laughs> I, I think for me, what I noticed, love is definitely a word I would use. But the other thing was that there's a lot of genuine, like genuinely kind people out there. It's just in a situation where you don't feel great um, or you're going through something, people are more inclined to like tell you about it. And I like, it's like a such, I'm so grateful that I've had um, these moments where people have traveled from Florida to come see me in Surgeon Bay and, you know, just really live life. Um, and I think we all need to really live life, right? Um, and we work to live and not live to work. So, you know, I, I just, I, I've met so many lovely people like, I, I literally have a nurse from my first round of chemo that like we're like pen pals. Like we write each other notes and like do nice things. Like she's just a nice person. And, you know, one of the things I learned from her when I was sitting in a chemo room with, you know, all these recliners is that she would literally tell people like, stop being grumpy. There's people that have it worse or like, oh, you're going to be mad for an hour and then you'll be over it. Like she literally tried to control people's, um, complaining like we're all sitting there getting chemo right like and that whole misery loves company she really tried to cut it she um she tried to like lead with love and have more of a human interaction with people that were you know in a very vulnerable uncomfortable place and mm. I just think I you know there's I'm going to reference the golden girls. Um, there's a golden yeah, girls episode where, um, <laughs> where Sophia has plans, her own wake, but isn't dead. And she just wanted to see like who would come and who would, you know, say nice things about her. And I kind of, like the last 12 years, like I've really felt a lot of love and I'm so grateful for that. And, um, I try to keep it going and I try to, you know, make sure that I'm reciprocating in every way that I can. So yeah, I mean, it changes you for sure, but here we are. <laughs> My dad said that in the hospital, here we, and here we are, and all of us friends yep, seeing like, him, you know, that's... It's this moment, like, we yeah. live for moments, right? Yeah, like, yeah. that's kind of what makes life great. And, um, you know, I think, uh, I, <laughs> and for those of you not listening, I know this, but Reagan is like a super fan of uh, the Golden Girls. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> like, like that's not like a like she has my like dog's name Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not. Oh an wait, understand. she just looked up. Say hi to Alex. Do you miss uh, Alex? <laughs> so, you know, for if you're listening, she, I'm like looking okay. at Sophia's Sorry. beautiful do like uh, Reagan's yeah, beautiful she's dog. Involved, always bulldog. Um, but you know, I think um, yeah, like there's it's so easy to be the other way um of what you just described because um what you just described like doctors going out of their way like they're 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 putting the medicine aside and they're like how can i like lift people's spirits because that yep. is healing and i've seen it unfortunately the other way where my dad's doctor um he was very surgical he was very precise he was knew a ton he was very by the book like a total you know kind of um you know, just kind of um, bookworm doctor, knew, it, knew mm -hmm. a ton, would tell you tons of information, but not, um, you know, he, 
he would do things like after he told you, hey, like th these are dire odds. Hold on one second. I'm getting a call and I have to take this. Wait, you're just telling me I have maybe weeks to live and you're taking a call? Like, you, you know, like, so can, can is I my life not worth that? Like After being around this for so long, I kind of get it, right? Yeah. So the person who's surgical, right? The person whose job it is to know every, you know, centimeter, millimeter, like in your body, they don't think the same way we think, right? So their job is to give you facts. Their job is to deliver um, almost like your chart and their, your textbook, right? So it's very like by the book, point A, point B, like end of story. You flip to like a nurse or um, an assistant or, you know, and their job is almost to do the comfort care or the soul care, like however you want to um, phrase it. But I appreciate those doctors on the flip side that are just here to give you facts. And I think sometimes that gets a bad rap, but that's literally their job. Like if they're going in and operating, their job is to know the facts and that's just how their brain works. And I think um, we have to kind of almost like understand where they're coming from as opposed to like being mad that it's not the way you want to hear things. Um, I had, uh, I'll be honest, my first um, big oncology appointment was with a doctor in Philadelphia and I called to make an appointment and the person on the phone literally acted like I was paying my cell phone bill. Um, and I was like, I said to her, I said, I'm not calling about my cell phone bill. I'm calling because I have cancer. I was 29 years old. I was terrified. So I called my um, breast surgeon back. I said, nope, I'm not going. And she gave me somebody else. And I went to that other person and, you know, you can shop around for doctors. That's also like, should be a thing. Like, it's not a problem. It's difficult to find out who's in network and all that. Trust me. I know a lot about insurance companies, but, um, but yeah, I just think we sometimes give that a bad rap. And I think that their brains just kind of work in a different way. They're not in sales, right? Their job isn't to sell the surgery or sell the treatment. Like they're just there to be like, this is what you're doing. And this is the, the numbers that go along with it. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I was going to get ready to say is funny. So my dad's uh, main doctor, we wanted, you know, we wanted him to, there was a couple of other doctors on the floor that worked with him. And there was a couple that did did both. And we were like, you know, if you want to go with someone else, she's like, no. And he's very much like me, very connected with all his nurses would ask, where are you from? And they would have these beautiful conversations. And he's like, no, I just want, I just need the facts. I like him. I need, he insisted on having this very stiff doctor. And at the end, I'll never forget this. You know, he said, you know, the doctor, this was before COVID was a th like, you know, right as it was really coming up. And, you know, he's a, a leukemia patient, the highest risk possible in the world for contracting COVID. And, um, you know, after he found out at Blast again, he made it out of the hospital miraculously. I mean, the fact that he made it out is a, is, is a literal miracle. People yeah. thought that, you know, they said, you're, you're, this is, this is it. He made it out. Well, then he had to go back. And then they told him the news that, you know, he had to go back into the hospital when they gave it to him you know, he's devastated, but then he led with love. He said, thank you. He reached out his hand uh, to the physical, you know, uh, uh, physician's assistant. And she's like, you know, I'm so, so sorry. And she's like, he's like, I just want to thank you for everything and reached out his hand. She shook his hand and um, the guy, uh, he reached out his hand to the doctor and the doctor said, uh, no, 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 sir. No, sir. Uh, I don't want to give you 
any diseases. And you can understand what he's thinking, um, you know, with that. And he's being smart. He, my dad just didn't know. He just, that's, that was him. He led with yeah. love. Do, doesn't matter. Hey, if I got to go, I'm going to go out with uh, like shaking your hand. Um, but I think, I do think even though like, so he knew like the people are different, people are wired differently. Right. But I, I hope hearing this, um, you know, people, the, 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 the person that was the most caring, thoughtful, kind person to him. And there was a lot of doctors that were super awesome doctors that were very by the book and caring. But the person that was the most kind wasn't a doctor. Do you know who it was? His janitor. Tell me. His janitor. Oh, uh, yeah, man. You just don't know. Like... You just don't know. The janitor came in and this guy would just talk. He's like, I got the best job in the world. I don't clean rooms. I just meet people all day long. And he's cleaning rooms on a cancer floor. And all he does yeah. is just, he says, I, but then he said something. I mean, my dad loved this guy. I can't, the, the conversations are too long for this podcast. But one thing he said was, I, he's not a doctor, right? But he's like just a human being seeing results. He's like, I, there are people on this floor that are alone, that don't have anybody that say, uh, you know, George story. was his name, George. Hey, George, can you stay with me a little longer? He's like, oh, I got to go clean this other room you know, what do you need? I just want you to stay with me. I like talking. Can you just stay with me? And he's like, he's not a doctor. He doesn't know what to do, but he's just a great person who loves meeting people. And that, and he said, those people though, those people that had no one when, you know, usually would, would kind of pass the soonest and the people that had people around them would sometimes make it out yeah. and go. And this is like not data science. I'm sure there's all sorts of data and science around it, but he was just looking as a anecdotal information. So I right. think if those people are, you know, kind of looking at life through a very factual lens, there is an opportunity to just, you know, there, people can be physically healed through the power of love. And, you know, it can be, I, I hope through this conversation and, and meeting people like you, that they can understand that, hey, by asking just a simple question, you don't even have to, you know, be a therapist with somebody, but just being like, how are you feeling? You know, these simple things can, can make the world of difference in people's lives. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Human interaction. I mean, <laughs> like you said it. I mean, and not everybody's for everybody, right? Not everything's for everybody. So there's just people that you gravitate towards and there's people that are going to lift your spirits. And, you know, I talk about reading a room and like, you can kind of tell who wants to talk and who doesn't. And there are people that, um, are very down on their luck and, you know, just need the right moment. I had a nurse named Mary. Um, I had, and I'll try to make this not very graphic, but um, when I had my double mastectomy, I had a lot of complications um, and I had an incision that split open. So I ended up back in a hospital. It was the night before Thanksgiving. And I woke up on Thanksgiving morning and I was alone minus there was a a rather old lady next to me who was using um, a um, the upright like toilets that just sit beside the mm, bed, yeah, like yeah. right beside me. Yeah. So yeah. I wake up Thanksgiving morning. Mode. There's this woman, bless her, that's you know right next to me using the toilet, and I am beside myself, like just not where you want to be on Thanksgiving Day, right? So a lot of bad stuff went through my head and I just was like, I can't do this. Like I, I'm like, I'm beyond um, my moments of um, comfort and sanity. Like I just can't. And then walked Mary, my nurse. 
and Mary looks at me and she could just tell and you know she comes over she hugs me and she's like we'll get you your private room back and I was like oh okay like I'm just like a mess, right and I'm like okay well, that, like that's fine I just don't know what to do with myself I was like over it and she did and like we joked I was like you don't have to kill anybody to give me that room did you and she's like no like you know we were joking around but like truly just seeing a familiar face on Thanksgiving morning when you're just miserable and at the lowest point that you've kind of found in your life makes a difference right and she was a nurse and we had become friends because I had I essentially I had nine surgeries like complications from surgeries and stuff so I spent some time with her um but like that made just a difference in my entire life right like I was having a moment. I felt defeated. I asked for help in walks my favorite nurse. Like the universe is a crazy place and we just don't know um, why people are put in front of us. And we really have to take the opportunity to look at why and have those conversations because I don't think things happen by accident. And I know that that person walked into my room at the right moment. So I think, you know, that can gravitate over towards a lot of things, but you know, you're putting moments for the right reason. Alex, you were up here and stressed about a phone call and, you know, news that you were going to get. And I, I think, and I mean, you can back me on this one, but I think we had a good time and we relaxed. And I think you were able to take your mind off of it a little after you got it out of your system and kind of talk through it, but, and it worked out in your favor. So, you know, had you been miserable and anxious and worried and grumpy the whole weekend it wouldn't have been as fun so you know kudos to you for getting your head out of that space as well sorry Sophia's barking live life live life um you know Reagan just kind of thank you for just telling these stories I think they can help uh they help me I hope they help people listening um you know kind of pivoting to your career a little bit um you know you, you tell some greats i mean you have to deal with people ever just the general public uh-huh. i mean you hear these yeah, stories like fine. when you deal with the general public it's a wild card every day every minute it's a you don't know who's in front of you um and i feel like um you know real like people talk about like you know getting respect at work how do you do that you know like you, you know women in the workplace and things like that um, I, I just feel like people respect you because they don't see that all the time. They don't maybe see that ultra. Um, and, and some people think kindness is a weakness maybe. And, 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 mm-hmm. you know, people, uh, in their careers feel like, um, I can't show too much kindness because that's a, you know, that's not showing that I'm strong. How right. have you used kindness throughout your career to show strength, um, and maybe, um, a clear head throughout your career? Uh, to show so one of the my random talents I like to say is I can have very difficult conversations um I can cut the emotion right out of a conversation like it's um sorry Sophia it's really got something to say back there um I just um I don't know like I can fire people I can promote people I can at the end of the day this is just about business right so I've said to people like this is a job you can get a different job. Like it doesn't have to be perfect everywhere. And if it's not perfect for you, go somewhere else. It's okay. Like it's not personal, but when you're here, you're going to do your job. So I think sometimes being just honest and upfront about things, you can tell when somebody's disgruntled or, you know, just having a moment or needs a break. And I've said to people like, 
you know, I've been at work and people have gotten bad news and I'm like, just go for a walk. Like, mm. you know, take mm. your 15, like go for a walk, mm. get out of your space. Like don't let it affect what you're doing right now. And sometimes that matters more or when somebody's really like messing up and you have all these problems um, with them and just pulling them into the office and being like, what's really going on? Mm. Like what's really happening mm. outside of your realm that's causing this. And nine times out of 10, it's like, Oh, you know, like it could be my dad's in the hospital. It could be, you know, my mom just got bad news. I'm in a fight with my, so and my significant other, like whatever it is, it's like, okay, great. Get it out of your system. I come back to work. And you know, I think just having like more genuine, honest conversations is not what people are used to. So it almost catches them off guard and you can have a real human conversation as opposed to like, okay, you broke, you know, code this, and this is what we're going to talk about. And this is how you're going to improve. And like, most of the time people know what they're doing is wrong. It's just, they're stuck in this rut. So, um, that kindness thing, it's, it's not necessarily sitting there and being like, oh, you're the best worker ever. And like mm, full of compliments. Mm, mm. Um, I had somebody who had a tardiness problem and literally pulled them into my office. And I'm like, you're better than this. Like, what's going on? You're better than this. Like, this isn't who you are as a human. So why are you always late? Like, why are we talking about this? You're a grown up. And that person, uh, they were late one day. But after that, for the past eight months has only been late one. So it's just like, yeah, getting but, back to like what's really going on like yeah just come to work yeah. on time we pay you to do that like yeah. <laughs> it's you know not, I, it's not this crazy concept like, yeah. you can just kind of go right into it like come to yeah work you know I, you know I, I get a lot of like you respecting others you know like you, you're not jumping to conclusions about others nope, like you know like a lot of people would just be like man this person clearly doesn't care there's a lot of people that think it's either black or white and uh, you're either a good worker or a bad, you're a good person or a bad, you're, you know, you're, um, you know, you're, you're, you're not, you're with me or you aren't. And life isn't like that. There's just so much, nope. you know, other things. And sometimes going on. people bring baggage, right? So they right. might've had a boss before that was, you know, intense about something that was completely made them uncomfortable or whatever it is and they didn't have a great boss and like I've had great bosses and I've had not great bosses and like you can learn from the not great as well because you know what not to do then and you know I think that you know we bring the baggage sometimes and you know it's a new place it's a new environment and you know you just gotta get out of your head a little yeah um you know uh I I think one of the things before we kind of like uh, go, um, you know, I want to know what you think because um, you're you're a huge Golden Girls fan. Um, we know yes. that I know that, but you're also a big Mister Rogers fan. Mm -hmm, I am. Um, and you know, you have. Uh, I was reading like this this awesome book, like what you know I've learned through for Mister Rogers, mm -hmm. like you know, kind of these uh, principles. What, uh, what do you think, um, you know, you've learned from his approach? Cause I feel like it's, it's, it's so similar to you. Um, but what have you learned? How, how do you think, you know, that can help us, um, you know, maybe when we're, you know, yeah, trying to connect to others and, and kind of, you know, yeah, sometimes create change with, with people that maybe they just didn't want to do before coming into contact with us. So he always said like, and I don't want to mess up the quotes, but he was basically like, you are who you are and I'm going to love you for who you are. 
and I'm not going to try to change you. I'm just going to accept you for who you are and try to get to know you. And um, he, he is one of my inspirations just because he went on TV every day and I watched him as a child. My Nana, who only went through sixth grade, um, we used to have school and we would sit, I sat in a desk in her living room and we would watch Sesame Street, Mr. <laughs> Rogers. And, yeah. And he always told me like, I was okay. Like I was allowed to be me. Like, you know, the whole like clean up your room and like all that stuff didn't come from him. It was, it was more about my soul and who I am. And I think, um, again, that other stuff just gets in the way. And I just, I really, I find um, strength from him and you know he just he wants people to be different like right he wants to learn from you and I think that that can you know transpose and transpire into like your business right so like you're only as strong as your weakest link and all that stuff that happens and it's like well what's going on with that weakest link why are they not rising to the occasion how can I help them get to a better place so that the, the work ethic is changed or um, they're able to open a bottle of wine if that's not something they're comfortable with in front of a customer and we're trying to sell bottles of wine like you know it's it's really figuring out why they aren't comfortable and how you can help them become comfortable and you know rise to the occasion and you know I just think again it's like taking the time and figuring out what's really going on and of just demands all the time yeah i i i i think um you know i read something to the effect and again i'm gonna butcher this too but it's something like there's nobody <laughs> there's no one in the history of the world created like you like you mm -hmm. you know and when you think of it like that it's like you know we, we put people into boxes like they're either this or that or whatever <laughs> i love it. she's showing me just be yeah i love it i love it. just by being and it's you says, it's notable it's like a it's like a book of nice. his, like quotes. and you just crazy. hand them to people when they're having a bad day i like Same. it i need to get that so mr rogers quotes but yeah i mean it's so true like literally i think like you're never done learning in life because of all the people that you're going to meet and so like your business is gonna have to change every single day because you're gonna come in contact with i mean look your why you went into business the what of your business of course that that can you know that they may stay the same and 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 that can you know change right your core values your, are core your core values, values right? sure your purpose maybe what you sell um but um you know kind of uh looking at life of um just how it's uh delivered and how you uh, uh you know adjust uh it has to because you deal with every you have to sell differently to every single person that you come exactly. in contact with because of you're dealing with all of their experiences emotions before you before you just got in front of them right like you know you're learning from all those people that you've ever come in contact to like constantly every employee, every employee you've had like that's why i love retail because like you again, like the, the janitor example, you've just met people your entire life. <laughs> it's total strangers. And so like that <laughs> EQ has to be super high, um, I would think. Yeah. I mean, you just don't know, right? Like I've had to fire somebody who is 40 years older than me for drinking in a bathroom. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's just like, all right, like, you know, that's not allowed. Like, so we can do this one of two ways. Like we can go through all the process or you can sign this piece of paper and walk out my door. Like, you know, you just have to kind of you just never know what's going on and what's happening and 
you know, you just kind of have to be like, okay, like let's handle this right now and then move forward. And you can sell like yourself or sell your them out. Like, you know, bye, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no drinking. And, and do it in a nice, yeah. And, and, and you're doing yeah. it in a respectful, I think way. It's not, you know, it's, it's caring about the person and like, you know, the job doesn't define the person, right? Like you, you know, hopefully that. And is we're always something... selling. Right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, what's, um, you know, something Reagan that you, um, you know, just if, if people listening, um, what's your hope uh, for people, um, you know, if they're listening to this on what they could be doing to really, you know, better connect with people? Um, I guess my hope would be like empathy, compassion, and love. And you can still be empathetic and um, things not turn out great, right? So um, we've all worked on somebody and tried to sell something big and, you know, you go through the whole process and you learn a lot about them and you're like, wow, I'm really putting my time in and I need X as my goal. So whether that's like a house that you're selling or a car, like that was, that would be the goal. And you go through the whole process and they're like, you know what, never mind. I, like, I can't do this, whatever's happening. But what did you learn from that? and really dissecting things and, and saying like, well, maybe this wasn't the right time. Maybe this is somebody who won't buy something from me, but they'll give my name to somebody else. Like you kind of always want to keep that energy going and keep that mental place of like, you know, okay, it didn't work out the way I thought it was, but what is the lesson here and how can I improve from this? Or, you know, do I know to put them on a no call list? (laughs) You know, there's that too. Like, you know, you don't want to waste your time and you just kind of have to figure out what that means for you and what time is for you so yeah I bet you like what uh, you, you made me think of something else so like <laughs> can you think of something like when you thought somebody was like an absolute perfect fit for uh a you know a suit a business opportunity a insert here perfect fit for whatever you had and they just didn't buy and what you so- learned I, I'm going to use a job as an example. Okay, job, I was perfect. Um, looking for a different job and trying to find the right brand that would fit with me and, you know, what I was comfortable with. And I had gone through a couple steps, a couple interviews with somebody and um, I got to the final interview and I just like, wasn't feeling it. Right. So I, I just said, you know, I respectfully declined the offer. Um, hmm. And then later I, they reached out to me again. And, you know, I was like, listen, I already went through this process and I said, but let me give you some feedback. And I did. And I was like the person that I met with the last time who was, you know, the CEO of the company, I said, was awful. I said, inappropriate talking about things like men's underwear, like just inappropriate across the board. Like, Mm. and the feedback I got from that person was, we've heard this before. And I was like, okay, so I learned that maybe it is worth it sometimes to kind of speak your mind and let somebody know that the situation wasn't the best because that person can then either fix it or not, but at least, you know, that you tried to do the right thing so that that wouldn't happen for somebody else. So I just, you know, I sat around and I was like, am I going to say something? Am I not? Can I ignore it? It was on LinkedIn, right? You can ignore anything on LinkedIn but I felt the need to say something. And for me, it mattered because I learned that that was an issue and I wasn't the only person and, you know, hopefully it got corrected, but 
Good for you. I love, man, Reagan, you're, you're so awesome. I love that story. Um, I mean, it's, you just never know. And you don't want to be, you're going like to work for these people and spend time with them. So you want it to yeah. fit. It's okay yeah. to like, to not sometimes yeah. if it's not the right place. Yeah. I think a lot of people like, you know, may look like they may feel like it's not, but like they look past that because of other things, money, you know, right. like their situation, they have to, and they know something just doesn't feel right. When something doesn't trust feel your right, gut. trust your gut is yeah, so right. Like we, you know, the, the old adage in sales people, you know, kind of, um, you know, they, they make decisions, uh, you know, like, emotionally and then justify rationally you know like mm -hmm. they really first make that first decision uh, with an emotional out of an emotional place um not the other oh, way yeah. around um cool well uh reagan uh, i know you have to jump uh, to some things um before you do i i ask people one final question um it's just Ooh, something funny roll. with you yeah dr drum roll <laughs> maybe i could I, so you don't know this but there's a drum roll in the beginning uh when i announce you and hype you up oh, uh, maybe snap. maybe Good i job. should bring it bring it you, yeah. you might be the only Throw one where in. i have a drum roll to the final question um I'll, I'll edit that um that question is um what is something or an event um that people would say could only or would only happen to Reagan Smoker. So, you know, um, another way to think of it is like, um, somebody says, you know what, man, that happened to Reagan. Oh my God, that is so Reagan. That is just something that, you know, is, is so totally her. And I can think of a couple, but um, I want to hear what you would think people. I'll would give think. mine and then you give yours. Okay. Um, yeah. This does happen all the time. I we'll go somewhere, whatever it is, like a doctor's appointment or um, Costco, like, and I like end up like, and I always say like, oh, I met my new best friend today. <laughs> like I was at Costco and I had on my Pharrell Adidas, like sneakers okay. that are like okay. kind of rare, kind of hard to get. And I'm obsessed with Pharrell and like, I love them. So I walk into Costco and this guy's like, yo, let me see your kicks. So we had this whole conversation when I see him at Costco all the time. We are like best friends. He's like my Costco buddy. So that's, that I mean, I guess so that's kind of what I, you know, just get to know people about the most random thing, but it's fine. That, so. that doesn't shock me. Um, I'm just going <laughs> to say for that, you can't see, for those people listening, you can't see this, but she is wearing right now a, a mask like we all do, but not just any mask, like a a blinged out mask where she has to like she takes it like a chain and she she's made a mask with like a gold chain and it like when she wears it it like looks like hoop earrings so I told her she needs to make a business out of this I don't know like if you're listening you know hit me up maybe I can work something out and Rachel my, could hook my you aunt up. sells them okay as well so o okay so <laughs> she made it for me all right but yeah so, I love gold chains like I can't she, help it Reagan loves gold chains um and you know she's just man blinging in so many ways blinging in life blinging in business blinging uh as a beautiful great human being Reagan um thank you from the bottom of my heart thank you Alex <laughs> this is awesome. you also like i mean obviously people tune into your podcast because you're awesome um <laughs> but i do i do just want to say like you have been um such a like a light 
in people's lives and you bring the fun, you bring the party. We all know that, but it's like true joy when you do it. It's not like, um, people that need attention. It's not that it's like true joy. You just want to be like happy with other people that you're around and that's awesome. And kudos to you. And I hope that other people get to feel that vibe too. Who would have ever thought a dance battle with you 15 years ago would lead us <laughs> here? Yeah, that's good times. <laughs> All right. Here's to many more to come, Reagan. Thanks, Alex. All right. Thanks a lot, Reagan. Hey, gang. All right. Wow. You made it to the end. I know your time is valuable. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending your time here with me. If you heard a quote you liked, got a quick bit of value, or you have an idea that can help convince others to join, I urge you to take a minute and leave a five-star rating and review. That helps us gain influence and bring some really great guests on to add even more value to you and others. You can also always contact me directly to tell me your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you. All my info is in the notes. Let's help convince anyone that they have the ability to sell well just by being great humans. And this podcast is proof. All right, see you on the next episode of Stories of Selling Human.